I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, Badger fans, and welcome to another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. As always, Tyler Hunt and Matt Bells here covering everything Wisconsin athletics. And on today's show, we're first going to talk the recent development and news in the Big Ten. Um, and President, the whole disaster that was uh, Tuesday uh, afternoon and, and into the evening hours. That we'll talk some other news, and then in the back half of the show, we have an interview with Wisconsin volleyball coach Kelly Sheffield. Uh, we actually just wrapped that up. We recorded the interview before um, uh, before this segment, and we just have to say before we get started that the uh, interview was was excellent. Uh, coach Sheffield is, of course, very well spoken, one of the top uh, coaches across the country, uh, heading up one of the top volleyball programs uh, across the country. And a uh, really exciting interview, a lot of fun talking to him. And I think you know, whenever they get back on the court, this team is going to be really exciting, and uh, hopefully we can get that uh, new field house rocking. So we kind of touch on all of those uh, in, a, in a very fun interview. But, Matt, how are you doing today? Doing great. That was uh, that was a great interview. I really enjoyed it. Um, every time I've been able to be in kind of the media room when he's talking, whether it be um, just for volleyball or whether it be something where um, he's also part of it before Paul Chris speaks, uh, it's he's always just kind of brought good energy and um, very knowledgeable and extremely great guy. So um, give that one a, give the back half a listen because I think that was a uh, that was really telling about kind of his thoughts about um, what could happen in this upcoming season, um, the, the development of his team, and, as well as some of the new stars that could be coming to, uh, to the field house. So I, I love that interview, and it was great. It kind of uh, takes away from the, the crap show that's been going on across uh, media in the Big Ten, really, the last week or so. Yeah, it'll be uh, be fun to get into that interview after we touch on uh, the, the the blunders of the Big Ten. So uh, without further ado, we'll get over to our news of the day, and then we'll work into our interview with Coach Sheffield. Here's what's happening. All right, guys, so news of the day. Big Ten football continues to make everyone want to pound their head against the wall. Uh, frustration, I guess, is is probably, you know, I feel like we've been at a fever pitch for frustration uh, in the Big Ten, and it seems like every day we, we we find a way to trump that, and that transitions nicely, because it sounds like uh, the Big Ten has had some correspondence with uh, President Trump about playing in the fall. Don't know how much to really make of that. I know there's been a lot of, again, Leaks on start dates, you know, they're going to start October 10th, they're going to start after Thanksgiving, they're going to do this, they're going to do that. 
just a disaster um, uh, once again. And, of course, we we would all be happy to see them playing uh, October 10th like some of these other conferences will be. But at the same time, we know that uh, there's there's definitely safety issues and things that have to be worked through. But, again, clear messaging would, would kind of be uh, uh, something the Big Ten could definitely take advantage of. But, Matt, what did you make of that whole story Tuesday after? There's no really real, real way to title it because it was just one big uh, news day in the Big Ten that continues to happen again and again. Yeah, it's just it, it seems like it's it's a uh, times a flat circle here that every week there is uh, oh just a day that is just just a whirlwind of rumors and and stuff being put out by sources. It, it it's got to be that coaches are putting information out there wanting uh, to kind of push an agenda that they are hoping for, which is obviously to play um, and really um, and I know. Kelly Sheffield talks about this later. It's not really a decision that they have power to make. It's really up to the presidents here to make those decisions. Um, so really, I think right now we're, it's just kind of more troubling about the messaging with the Big Ten still. Um, hopefully they can kind of figure this all out. And um, I, I know for a fact that really, uh, at least me personally, I just want to know when they're going to play and what and and let's move on and do that. Um, I know that it's everything is fluid just because of COVID. Uh, our entire lives have been kind of in that wait and see mode for so long that it's it's there's growing frustration from a lot of people, and so I think um, we'll see when it actually kicks off. Whether that be the 10th of October, like you said, whether it be Thanksgiving, or whether it be uh, a winter season or a spring season, or whether it's wait until 2021 for football. So it, it's just one of those things where who really knows at this juncture what's what's going to happen. Uh, all the smoke that's out there is being put out on purpose, I would assume, and um, it's just been fascinating because. Um, you know, there's always the hope to keep politics and sports away from one another, and that's that obviously has changed um, um, this entire year uh, just because of everything that's been going on. It's become a political um, aspect as well, and we brought to light in the political sphere, but we'll, we'll just see. That's kind of where I'm at with it, and it's just kind of just frustrating to, to not really know what's actually going to come or what to believe in across uh, the Big Ten right now. Yeah, frustrating is the, the, the key word for, for Big Ten football. You know, you see all these uh, sources putting out this, putting out that, and uh, I think, uh, like we talked about a little bit on the last podcast, uh, while you don't know what to buy into and, and what to believe in, uh, it's definitely, it has to be frustrating for the players as well because they're, you know, they're on social media, um, you know, probably more than, than you or I are, but at the same time, you know, they're, they're scrolling and, and seeing these things, and, and maybe that's false hope, and maybe they're getting better information, hopefully, from the coaching staff on what's true and, and what's not. But uh, I think people putting stuff out there without credibility and, and sources and, and the whole nine yards can, can really be frustrating and stressful for, for a lot of people involved. So, of course, we hope to see them on the, on the football field soon, whenever that may be. Uh, and hopefully the Big Ten can come together and uh, you know be concise and figure out a, a proper message uh, and plan to give to these players, coaches, families, fans, the whole nine yards. Because we, uh, I don't know about you, but it it gets frustrating to have to continually kind of have the same conversation on the podcast. But the Big Ten just kind of continues to uh, 
force it upon us that it's kind of the news you have to talk about when uh, when when these things type things kind of happen. Yeah, it's uh, it's just kind of the way it is right now, and um, <laughs> we're gonna have to keep covering that as it kind of unfolds. We'll try to steer clear of it as much as we can, which is why we're we brought in Coach Sheffield and talked about some things that uh, actually matter and that we know are true. Um, but but really, that's kind of where we're at. Um, did you happen to see uh, yesterday the the Wisconsin commit to the dub graphic that they sent up for the 2022 guys? Yes, I did. I, I loved it. I also loved the uh, the new 2022 hashtag bad A22 Badgers. Uh, I, I I will mark the pos- podcast as explicit so I can say this. I, if you look at it, it looks like hashtag badass Badgers, which is pretty cool to go along with the graphic. And uh, I know the 2022 contact days are an exciting time um, for recruits, for coaches. I saw some stories. Uh, I can't remember what it was or who tweeted it out that that a coach um, was falling asleep. Not Wisconsin, uh, it was somewhere else, but uh, a coach was falling asleep uh, because they waited till midnight to to call a player. Um, but it's definitely an exciting time. You know, I know a lot of the attention has been on the class of 2021, uh, rightfully so, with them being kind of in their fever pitch of uh, their recruitment. But now, you know, you can start to contact some of these 2022 players and uh, get the ball rolling on that class. I saw some recruits kind of tweet out from other schools that, hey, uh, 2021, they've forgotten about us. So a lot of good humor that came from the first day of uh, contact dates, and I think it's exciting for the Badgers. You know, you look at that 2022 in-state class especially, uh, a lot of talent, and, and hopefully Wisconsin continue to uh, pave the way and have success in the recruiting class. But what did you uh, make of all that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a big day for all those kids who are getting, you know, new offers, new contact from schools. They're able to, to get in contact with schools for sometimes the first time. Um, and, and I know that that had to be just hell on wheels for the staff and for players. Their phones were probably ringing and getting taxed left and right from places. So um, can't imagine that situation um, just because it, everything had kind of been at such a standstill until then. But, but really, I thought the, the big things were that the, the graphic they, that the UW put out was actually very cool. So that was, that was nice. Sometimes you can see some things that it's kind of like, all right, whatever. But that was actually um, pretty sweet to see. And then uh, the other thing was Devin Brown, uh, the quarterback that we actually had on the podcast last week. He hinted then that he's going to be making a decision here before his, his junior season, um, really hoping to kind of nail that down. The Badgers have been kind of the faraway leader for a while now, but then he got an offer from USC, so um, we'll see if that has any impact on it. But um, he, he's definitely one of the key names to keep an eye on over the next couple weeks. Um, and then, yeah, the, some of the in-state guys and how they heard back. It was also um, the Badgers kind of, uh, you, if you looked, you could just see tweets left and right from players um, that were – sending out the graphics, you know, showing love from the staff and everything. So I think it's going to be fascinating to look at how the 2022 group comes together, and this is kind of the first piece of that puzzle given the fact that they, I, I anticipate that the staff's going to probably shut things down with the 2021 class pretty soon here to, to try to give themselves more flexibility and scholarships for 2022 when they already are uh, on a on a good start and are after some really big fish here. So I think that's kind of the way to roll with it, given all the eligibility uncertainties moving forward. 
Yeah, it's an exciting time for, for anyone in that class. You know, families, you're you're trying to uh, wade through and, and make a big decision, and, and I know there's going to be uh, quite a handful of, of names that eventually make that commitment to Wisconsin, so this is kind of that first stepping stone. Uh, so exciting times for, for the coaching staff that they can finally get in contact with some players that they probably had their eyes on and been, and been really waiting to, to talk to and, and and uh, you know, make the groundwork roads that way, and then for players, you know, to to be being recruited and, and being contacted by some of these huge programs uh, is, of course, super exciting. I wouldn't know anything about that uh, as a scrub amateur athlete like myself. So it's got to be exciting time as a high school athlete to be, uh, you know, uh, getting those type of contacts and, and things like that. So. All right, that kind of wraps up our news. Not a lot to touch on, um, but it'll bring us nicely into our interview uh, with Coach Sheffield. Uh, before we get into that, guys, we'll knock out uh, a couple quick ad reads, and then we'll get over to that uh, fun interview uh, with head coach Kelly Sheffield. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, Badger fans, we are now joined by a very special guest. He's leader of one of the most dominating volleyball programs in the country. Under his coaching, the Badgers have made many deep runs in the NCAA tournament, including two national runner-ups. They brought home two Big Ten championships. And most recently, he brought home Big Ten Coach of the Year in 2019. If you can't figure it out already, our guest today is Wisconsin volleyball coach Kelly Sheffield. Coach, how are you this morning? Hey, doing great. First day of practice today, this afternoon. First day of uh, classes this morning. It's uh, we're moving forward. And I think that's a great place to start. You know, uh, moving forward. Cause I know you were you very much on board with. Uh, I guess not on board, but you're looking forward to the spring and hopefully, you know, trying to do the best you can to handle a, a very difficult situation and unprecedented times. You know, on the podcast we've said unprecedented has kind of been the buzzword for college athletics uh, for this fall season. What has kind of been your message to the players throughout this whole process? You know, it's a, uh, you know, we're all learning. We're all, you know, we, we don't have answers. We're, we're used to having uh, more answers than, than what we've had. Uh, you know, I think it, it's been different phases. Early on, it was, you know, here, let's try to find a way to, to grow in some different ways that are not on the courts. And, um, you know, that probably got us through uh, the first couple months, you know, doing some Zoom calls, doing, uh, uh, you know, watching documentaries and discussing, reading books and discussing, watching some international players and, 
and having conversations about that. Uh, then probably a few months into it, I think everybody kind of got zoomed out and uh, kind of sick and tired of, of that format. And, and right about there, the uh, the players started transitioning back on the campus, you know, and being able to work out together and with our strength coaches. And, and, uh, and that has been great. Uh, we got a few days of practice in the gym, but you know, I think the message is, you know, we got to continue to find ways to, to grow as a as as people, and we've got to find ways to get to improve our game, and we've got to find ways to to grow as a team, and uh, you know, search for ways to be able to to do that, and uh, you know, let's try not to get too overly worked up over things that we can't control. Yeah, one way that I know that uh, you are hoping that your team and your staff can really grow off the court is really through volunteering. One of the big recent news uh, is that your team and yourself are going to be volunteering at the polls for Election Day come November. First off, love the move. How did this idea come about and, and really kind of where did it stem from? Oh, I don't know. Probably just too much time on my hands. Just, <laughs> you know, uh, you come up with enough half-baked ideas and eventually something is, is – you'll come up with something that others may agree with. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just think it's – you know – uh, you know, I, you know, we we vote in our household, and uh, you know, you go in and you, and you go and, and and vote, and there's no secret of who's working the polls. It's people that are that are uh, older that are more susceptible to to COVID, and you know, we watch the news and you see how many long lines there are at the polling places, and. You know, so a while back ago, it was just thinking, well, hey, if this thing gets canceled, uh, this thing meaning our season, that, and there's all kinds of healthy young people uh, all over the place that uh, that can probably relieve some of those lines and relieve some of those people that are a little bit more vulnerable. And if we're taking the proper precautions, we should be pretty safe and being able to jump in and there. I mean, we're all looking for things to do right now, you know, if we're not traveling to the Penn State or Nebraska or, or Michigan State or wherever, you know, we, we've got our, you know, we've got more time on our hands. That's something that we can probably do. And, and our players were asking, are there things that we can do to help, you know, to help in this time that we're kind of all in the middle of? And uh, it just seems like something that can kind of, that, uh, that all can align. And, um, you know, there's there's ways of helping. That's there's a little bit of servant leadership into that. That's something that we, you know, we stress of, of trying to be um, to look at leadership that way, and uh, and hopefully we can motivate and inspire other people to kind of jump on board and do the same thing. It's a little thing, but I think it's uh, I think it's an important thing. Yeah, very important. It's uh, a thing that everyone uh, I I think you know everyone involved has done a great job of you know. The, the volleyball program, other programs uh, within Wisconsin athletics have, have really done an excellent job in trying to be more involved in, in doing things off the, the court or off the field. Uh, so I applaud you guys uh, for doing that and, and taking your time uh, to do that. You know, kind of pivoting onto the court a little bit, have, have there been any updates on a potential winter-spring schedule for volleyball? I know uh, Nebraska's John Cook kind of came up with a plan. Has there been, you know, a little bit anything further than that? <laughs> I'm not sure who came up with the plan. There's been a lot of discussion <laughs> about, <laughs> about it. Uh, um, 
you know, I think coaches are talking. We're meeting once a week as as a conference. I think, uh, you, you know, I know other conferences are 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 doing the same thing, and and uh, you know, there's there's a lot of smart people on those calls, and uh, but you know. Uh, you never feel dumber than probably what we all are right now. You know, it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't really matter how smart of a plan you are. It, it, we really don't have a whole lot of say in any of this stuff. So, I don't know. There's There's been discussion about, you know, does it make sense to do something over Thanksgiving? You know, when all students pretty much are heading home, you can kind of, you know, tighten the reins a little bit, uh, have yourself somewhat of a bubble with uh, most students away, and you can get you can get yourself a, a couple months in before everybody comes back. That's a possibility. I think something that's probably more likely is is we go through this semester and we're training and we get back in, in January, start a preseason, maybe start season somewhere in, in early to mid-February, go to the end of you know, and have our have our NCAA tournaments probably in uh, the end of April or something. I think that's probably more likely. You know, whether we have a 20 match schedule only Big Ten or you play just a single round robin and get into some type of Big Ten tournament before the NCAA tournament, uh, I'm not exactly sure. But uh, you know, I, I I think we're probably looking at more likely a um, uh, a February start time for matches would be my guess. Well, hopefully that'll uh, come about. I know last year kind of ended on that tough loss, so close to taking home a national title. Did that motivate the team a lot this offseason? Uh, I, I, I don't know. It's a uh, – I, I, I'm not sure. The, to tell you the truth, I, I mean, I would think that it would play a part of it. Uh, this team has, has always had big goals. I think, you know, being that last one standing has always been one of the the big goals in people's minds. And, um, you know, I, I would think that even if you even if you won, that you'd probably be motivated to, to try to do it again. And, um, uh, you know, I, I think – I think there's a lot of pride in how our team grew and our individual players grew throughout the course of the year. I think there's pride in that. Uh, I, I think there is a um, there is an understanding that we played a very experienced uh, team that was that had been there, that had won on that stage, that uh, um, that was on top of their game in that match, and I think there's an understanding that um, that had some impact on our mat uh, on that match, but also the understanding of man, we weren't as on top of our game, and certainly they had something to do with that. And so there's probably disappointment of being there and not being able to play a little bit better. Um, but certainly an appreciation for the entire season all around. It's a new season; uh, everything's clean. You know, the slate's clean. Um, we've got new pieces here. We've lost some other other opportunities for people that might not have had the role that, that they wanted last year to be able to, to grow. And, um, you know, there's some new stuff. We're, we feel like we're going to be able to be a better team this year than what we were. We're, we think we're, we've got more firepower, certainly, but we also understand that other teams are growing as, as well. And some of those teams are, competitively playing this fall and there's going to be some growth that happens with that that we're not going to be able to experience so 
Uh, we're going to try to see how good we can get and see if we can't make another run here whenever uh, whenever that time comes. Well, speaking of that firepower and, and kind of the new pieces you guys added, Pepperdine grad transfer, Deanna Kraft, uh, I know she's uh, a player that was a beach player moving indoors uh, as a grad transfer. How do you see her kind of fitting in the lineup whenever you guys do take the court? See, uh, us moving to the spring is great for a player like Deanna. You know, she hasn't played indoor for a few years. Uh, you know, I really like her. I watch her a lot in clubs. She visited here early on in her high school uh, career, took a visit to Wisconsin and really enjoyed that. And, and um, you know, she's a great competitor, uh, is so fired up about being here. She's got a really good game, but she's got to, she's got to make an adjustment to the indoor game. I mean, this, the serving is just so different in uh, the indoor game than it is the outdoor game. And uh, so, you know, passing passing Dana Recchi's serve there is a little bit different indoors when at, at her height than it is, you know, the stand game where the balls, you know, have a little bit more arch to it. Um, so, she, you know, there's a lot of those things, uh, getting up there and swing with power, you know, with a block and double block in front of your face. That's something that she hasn't seen in a few years. Uh, so, you know, us moving, I, there probably wasn't anybody happier with it moving than, than her. It gives her a chance to, to, to improve her game and, and, and have an impact, and I, I know she's really wanting to be on the court and have an impact for us. Uh, kind of carrying on with that, you brought in a really, really talented uh, recruiting class, the number four group in the entire country. Um, did, does this added time give them an extra opportunity to possibly be ready to contribute right away? Oh, I definitely think so. It's, uh, you know, but e- even if we would have been playing, uh, you know, normally, uh, I think right now we'd be in our second week if, if things didn't cancel. So we'd be, we'd be, uh, up to our kneecaps, uh, in our season by now. But, and I think those guys would have had a chance of playing even, even then. But yeah, certainly it gives more opportunity to grow. You know, I, uh, I was really impressed with Jay Dimps with the, I think about the seven practice that we had. I think she's going to have a chance of playing at either pin. Uh, I think uh, Devin Robinson, I mean, she's just going to be fantastic. She's going to have a great career. She'll probably be more likely to start uh, on the right side and then move to the middle a little bit when, uh, when they're, you know, when Dana or Danielle, um, uh, careers are, are over this show, you know, both those guys have all American talent. I think, uh, um, uh, I think MJ's got a great chance of, uh, you know, she'll probably need to, you know, wait a little bit until Sid is, is done. You know, she's, she's not quite there, but I, I love what she, what she brings to the table, her feistiness, her competitiveness, her willingness to learn and get better. She reminds me so much of the setters that are that have been in front of her, of her, you know, her uh, her thirst to learn. Um, she's very skilled as, as well, and so um, yeah, that's a really good freshman class. And the thing is, that's really impressed me about the three of them is that they've come in not wanting to take the back seat. I mean, they've come in there and really tried to make a. a uh, they're probably about as ready of a class to play and compete in the practice gym on a daily basis of any class that I've had. That they're they're not shy at all once they get in their field house. Yeah, I think the other thing uh, in terms of recruiting that has really been impressive is you know your success on the international recruiting trail. Um, how do you kind of get clued into 
to some of these players? And, and what is it that you maybe look for in international players? Because it seems like before, you know, bringing them to Madison, you, you definitely get clued in on uh, players from all over all over the world. Well, it, you know, yeah, obviously we've got to go a little bit general with our talk right here because they haven't signed. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yet. But, but I can certainly talk about it without specifically. Um, you know, what, uh, one of the internationals, it's, it's it, you know, their, their club team plays quite a bit in, in the States. And so we were able to kind of to watch that. I had some, you know, club coaches call and, and tell me, hey, this is somebody that you want to keep an eye on. And so certainly connections uh, is important there. And, and, and uh, you know, and the ability to just go around, you know, their travel schedule made it a little bit easier. We saw another kid that when we took our team to Europe and, uh, and traveled there, I don't know, what has it been, a year, two years ago, something like that, a year ago? I don't know. Yeah, that sounds right. Last spring, year and a half, year and a half I don't know. Um, and, uh, you know, we're playing against a team, and, wow, I mean, they were just, they were really good, really talented, and, uh, you know, uh, one of the one of the guides that were was um, was showing us around that was guiding us in the tour. Just hey, if there's anybody that you like, let me know. And I pointed and I said that one over there is unbelievable. And uh, they said, well, she just joined our team. She's the youngest on the team. She was younger by from anybody on our team. I mean, it was she was between uh, what. Four and seven years younger than about anybody on our team, somewhere along those lines. I mean, she was she's pretty young, but you know, one of the best players on the court, and um, she was interested in, in coming over the states, and so we just built a relationship, and she was able to commit, and and uh, and another kid um, uh, from overseas. We just had some video that just kind of popped into our inbox, and you know, uh, I turned to, to Gary. White, my assistant, and said, hey, I know that you're planning on, I think he's planning on going to, to Las Vegas to recruit. And so I know you're planning on going to Vegas in three days, but no, you're, you're going to Europe in three days. <laughs> you know, I hope you've got a, uh, a passport that's ready to go. And so he packed up, went over there. We think we were the first ones to, to see her, and, and that started a, a conversation and, uh, you know, relationships built. And we were able to get some commitments. That's that's awesome, and obviously, looking back a few years, Dana Redke was a huge recruiting win for you and the staff, and she has just steadily improved and gone above and beyond expectations. In what ways do you think she has improved the most in her time in Madison? Holy smokes. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I just think there's, that, that's, um, it's, it's, it's so many. You know, it's uh, there's certainly a uh, uh, you know when she first got here, you know she was, uh, you know she was, I don't think she thought she was going to turn into the player that she is right now. You know, really nice kid, really really great kid, great personality, and uh, and when you ask me <laughs> when you ask me how she's changed, I start out that way. That probably doesn't sound good because she's still, <laughs> um, that you know she carries herself in a way that just that you know the confidence that she carries herself with and the belief in herself and that's come from hard work and uh and a lot of sacrifice and um 
you know, but she's always been a great student. That's always been important. She's always been somebody that is connected well with others and, and building relationships, and, and that has been important. Um, you know, certainly probably the biggest changes uh, probably have come on the volleyball court. I mean, she's turned herself into one of the dominant players um, in, in the game. And, uh, and that's, she learns quick. She wants to learn. She, uh, um, she does not back down in big moments. She wants to be in those, in those moments. And she studies the game. She studies the elite players and she's willing to put in the time. And so, um, man, it's, she is, every aspect of her game is, is taking huge leaps in her time here. You know, and, and speaking about that, kind of staying on her, she was recognized, of course, as the Big Ten Female Athlete of the Year, which I would have to imagine is a, a huge honor for for her and, and the program. But how exciting was that, you know, for you guys and and just the program in general? Well, I think that when there when you when you sit back and you understand how many unbelievable athletes there are in this conference. You know, how many unbelievable athletes there are in this school? I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. You know, it's a uh, to be, you know, an AAU Sullivan finalist and uh, and to be the, you know, the female athlete of the year in this conference, um, you know, to be able to go and, you know, and represent uh, uh, USA on the, you know, and uh, as they go and get a, earn a berth to the Olympics, you know, she's she's done some, Pretty gnarly things, and and um, is, has been able to to travel the world in a very short period of time, and and to see and do things that I, you know, man, I can't even imagine being at being at her age. So it's, uh, but that's certainly that Big Ten award is. I mean, that's awfully that's got to rank right up there just because of who else is in the league and in all these sports. Oh, for sure, and she was very deserving for it based off of her based off of her play. Um, also, one of your top players, Setter Sydney Hilly, uh, Hilly, is an absolute force out there and is one of the top players in the entire country as well. What about her game stands out to you, and, and really how important has she been to this team's success the past few seasons? I mean, she's the, she's, she's the engine that makes our team go. I mean, uh, she is a uh, she is so good at at, at her position. And she is so good as a leader. I mean, she just she's one of the best leaders I've ever been around. It's uh, you know how you know the sacrifice she puts in her, you know how she inspires other people, how she lifts others up, how she holds people accountable. Uh, you know, but probably more importantly, you know she she walks it. You know, it's um, you know she she doesn't ask anything out of anybody else that she's not willing to do herself. Uh, the curiosity to learn is is sky high off the charts with her, um, you know. And man, she just she loves to just get. In the, she's a gym rat. She's the ultimate gym rat. She wants to come in here. She's in there, you know, weekends. Uh, it, it just it doesn't matter. She's in there working on her game. Uh, if she can't find a coach to to work with her or a teammate to work with her, she'll be in there and and uh, you know working on her game by herself. It's uh, man, it's been a pleasure to work with her it's uh she's she's a good one all right we don't want to take too much more of your time so to kind of wrap things up here um there's been a lot a great deal of work to the field house this spring and, and summer how exciting is to see that place that you call home get kind of a, a exterior facelift 
Oh, my goodness. You, you know, we were just talking about this yesterday. I was asking, um, you know, Glenn Betts, who, uh, who runs the facility, I said, you know, what, what has been your favorite uh, thing that has happened in the last six or seven years? And we were kind of joking about that. You know, I, when we first got here, I remember all the, all the wasps that were just flying all over the court. I mean, constantly in practice, we're just we're waving towels, knocking those things to the floor and just, you know, hundreds of those flying all over the place, and those things have been cleaned up. We've got a new floor. We've got an air conditioning, new lighting, a new video board, new uh, um, new locker room, opened up part of the upper upper deck. Um, man, there's been an awful lot that, is, uh, that has certainly happened. But the outside part of it, you know, as these windows are coming in, man, it just, it, you know, it just it jumps out at you, you know. And that's it, – it's it, – Fieldhouse is going to be here for so long, but it's also the front – at the front steps of of, um, uh, of Camp Randall, you know, and that building needs to pop. It needs to shine. It's it's really cool. And what I'm looking forward to is we get these windows all in, and then you have those lights, and you drive by, and you see those lights going through those those windows. It's gonna it's gonna be something else. So it's it's been fun watching this, uh, uh, you know this this whole this whole thing come to come to life and 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 shine and sparkle. It's um, you know and Hopefully soon we'll be able to open up the rest of the upper deck. We can get to back to a place where we're packing eight or 9,000 people in there, and it's back to normal. So I'm certainly looking forward to that day. Yeah, that'll be a great day, Coach. Uh, we are both looking forward to uh, seeing the, the field house rocking again soon because you guys do a, a great job of bringing the energy, and the fans certainly uh, enjoy it. All right, well, Coach, we'll let you go. We don't take up any more of your time, but we appreciate you having on. Badger fans, thanks, as always, for listening. Uh, We'll be back with you later uh, next week. And as always, on Wisconsin. (laughs) 